I've never been to Glasgow, but I've wanted to go for some time now. And when I do, I will definitely eat at Rosie's restaurant. To be honest, it's half the reason I'm going. I'm Will Stewart, and you're listening to A Cook's Library. Rosie Healy is a born and bred Glaswegian, and she owns her own restaurant there, Gloriosa. She learned how to cook at Ottolenghi in Notting Hill, but reading the River Cafe cookbooks completely inspired her. What was eating growing up in Glasgow like? Um, eating growing up in Glasgow... It's funny, when you said that I had to think of a food memory, I was really trying to think of food, of like positive, enjoyable food memories. And I just couldn't. I, it's funny. <laughs> Apart from the food that my mum and my gran would cook me, and, I, and we'd go out for curries a lot when I was little. But other than that, I just can't think. I have a lot of kind of neg, not a lot of times that I didn't enjoy food that I can remember, but you know, I used to love when I was little. I really loved the scotch pie and tomato ketchup, and I and I really loved um, these fudge donuts you could get in the shop around the corner. But then there's not there's no other kind of like positive food memories, which maybe that says something. That's it, um, fudge donuts and and scotch pies. <laughs> What did your mum and gran cook when you were growing up? I remember my mum being a really good cook and me really enjoying the food that she made. But I can't really remember specific things. Um, and the same goes for my gran. It was always homemade good food and they'd let me kind of be in the kitchen cooking with them. But I'd always be making salads, like tomato and onion salads. Um, we ate a lot of... Gran would make a lot of soups, chicken soups roast chickens, big salads. We'd have a lot of barbecues at Gran's house in the back garden when we could. But I can't, it's funny, I can't remember things. I can't remember specific things. Did you work in restaurants when you were younger? Or what kind of, you know, obviously now a chef, what sparked that? Um, I worked in a deli in, in Glasgow called Heart of Buchanan, which was this really amazing deli. Um, I remember going in there a lot and I'd buy food to take away and I'd like, I remember eating couscous and I was looking at it and I could see this like lemon peel in it. And this was like, I just remember thinking this was amazing and someone had taken such care to make this. And I then got a job in Heart Buchanan because I liked it so much um, as uh, I worked behind the counter serving the food. And eventually I managed to work my way into the kitchen uh, and I got, to cook and be taught by the chefs who worked there. Um, and I think I worked like four days a week. Um, and that was my first job in a kitchen. Um, How old are you at this point? I was quite, I think I must have been about 17, 18. Um, I'd just left school. Um, but I hadn't ever tried food like it and I hadn't ever seen food like it. Um, and I think Fee, the lady who owned it, took a lot of um, inspiration from Ottolenghi uh, and kind of, yeah, made this food, but it was really big, big flavours, fresh food, and I just hadn't ever experienced anything like it. And it was, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved working there. And it was so beautiful. And I really loved making food look beautiful. Um, and, I, and that's what I really enjoyed doing as well as cooking and taking care. So it was good. It was both. 
And so when did you move to London? Was this, because you worked, in, you lived in London for a bit and worked in restaurants. Was this after a couple of years in Glasgow, working in other places or? Um, I went to art school. I went to Glasgow School of Art. Um, I studied photography and throughout that period, Basically, all my all my work revolved around food at art school. Not food photography, but I just took photographs of people um, eating. I went to old people's homes. I went to church lunch clubs, and it and I ended up having this huge portfolio about food when I left. And then I decided that actually, what am I doing? What I should be doing is cooking. It's what I love. So, um, I I went and worked. My first job I got was in. Ottolenghi and Notting Hill. So I moved from Glasgow when I graduated from art school to London to work in Ottolenghi. Um, Did you live in Notting Hill? No, I didn't. Sadly, I didn't live in Notting Hill. I lived in Kilburn. Right. Uh, <laughs> which wasn't nice. <laughs> uh, but it was like a really quick cycle. I could just cycle down the road to work. It took me 15 minutes. But I hadn't worked in a professional kitchen before and it was like or any kitchen before, uh, other than in Hart Buchanan and a couple of jobs in Glasgow, but it was pretty shocking. I remember like mm. feeling like I'd finished a war when I left every day, like my hands hurt and stung. And I was like, it was just so intense. It was like this basement kitchen. Luckily it had like two doors that you could go out and you could look up on the street. So it got natural light. But I, rem you know, it's not like the television. I remember thinking that this isn't, you know, this is really not like what they make it look like on TV. Um, but I learned so much working at Ottolenghi. Um, and it made me feel quite confident at cooking. So that was good. How many, um, how many chefs were in the kitchen? I don't actually know much about the Notting Hill restaurant. Um, so there was like, it was tiny kitchen, so small, and it had a pastry section, and then it had like the, the salads. So there was like, there was four people cooking savoury food, and there was like two KPs, and there was three people doing pastry, all crammed into this tiny space. It was so small. Yeah, and it's small. And the volume was like huge. We used to do, I used to have to cut like 15 boxes of aubergine on a... Friday and Saturday for the salads um but it really taught me you know so much and taught me this like organization and this and like how to prep and how to make fresh food and like how to run a kitchen it was really great I I really enjoyed it and I've I think when I left I was the sous chef so I kind of worked my way up so it was really good it was really really difficult though mm. um how long were you there for? I was there for about three years, I think. And then I left and I went to work in a... I, I left with the head chef and we, we both went and I helped him open his first restaurant called Jago, which was in um, just off Brick Lane on Hanbury Street. Is it still open? No, it's not. It was part of um, Second Home, which was this kind of like workspace and... The people right. who opened it really loved the idea of the River Cafe. So having like an architecture studio and then this amazing canteen and they wanted to have these like workspaces and then this amazing restaurant, but it just didn't really work out the way that they, it didn't mm. work out for anyone. So did you eat, I mean, did you eat at the River Cafe? Did you ever work at the River Cafe when you were in London? 
Um, I have eaten in the Rebel Cafe um, twice uh, and I have never worked there. I have tried to work there, but they've never had me. They've never replied to my emails. They've just ignored me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, I've only eaten in the Rebel Cafe once. Uh, I, I did the set lunch because I wasn't I couldn't afford to go for the regular sort of meal. And it, it is amazing as as a, like a restaurant and an institution, and it is almost it's very theatrical, isn't it, with all the different waiting staff, food flying out from the kitchen. Yeah, I mean it's so cool. The books are one; they're much more accessible, which is great opposed to the restaurant because I think you have a lot of people in England who have sort of that blue book in their bookshelf, but not necessarily know about or have been to the restaurant. Yeah, I mean the River Cafe, the book that I chose, the the. Um, River Cafe Cookbook Easy. I guess I just when I first bought it, I just found it absolutely amazing because I hadn't ever, well, I'd never eaten at the River Cafe, and I don't know. I think maybe it's when I like first heard of it because I saw this colourful, covered book which I really was attracted to, and then I just it kind of changed the way that I, I cooked. It was like a marking point in my understanding of food because before then I think I had always I had worked at Ottolenghi and everything was about loads and loads of ingredients and it didn't really matter about where things came from and then this just changed everything like simplicity and good quality and treating things with care and understanding your ingredients it's really changed how I cooked and then all the books have but this one in particular I think was like the first I got, which was amazing. Yeah, I think like the biggest takeaway for me from the books is it's a way of cooking and it's a way of thinking about food. Yeah, and that's that I think is what it taught me. It taught me this very it taught me something that I didn't really know know about or I wasn't aware of about this way of cooking and you know, you don't need a lot of ingredients and if they are all really good quality and you cook them how it tells you you can make this delicious food and then you can begin to kind of do that on your own because it is simple it's like really simple cookery um and it's about you know knowledge isn't it and understanding what you're doing with with your ingredients do you remember the first few things you cook from the book or the things that you go back to regularly yeah i was looking through it there and so to try and remember what they were uh so there's a crab and polenta dish, which I remember cooking for the first time. And I remember not ever really being attracted to that recipe and not really being that interested in it. But then when I started working in my uh, the first restaurant, I opened Al Camilla. Me and my, my, um, my sous chef, who was really amazing, he said, well, let's make this amazing dish from the River Cafe. And we tried it out and it was just so good like these two textures that are both very soft and it, to me this didn't sound nice but it's just so delicious um is it just wet polenta with a bit of like picked crap yeah it's wet polenta um cooked in well we cooked it in fish stock and then picked crab white crab meat and the claw meat and a wee bit of chili through it and olive oil and lemon on top it's just so delicious and it's so simple and mm, yeah it's this really pleasing texture. I think that was the first thing that I made from this book. And then it's just completely inspired me. And they all have. I now have all the books. And whenever I feel a wee bit 
like lost or I just kind of remind myself about these I guess the book is like all these different parts. It teach you they teach you how it teaches you how to cook Swiss chard and fennel and then you can go make your own creations from it. But it's just a really good base. Mm. So when did you open your restaurant in Glasgow? Because you've you're at a different restaurant now, aren't you? You own a different restaurant now. Yeah, so when I left um London, I left Jago and then because I got an opportunity to open a restaurant called Alcamilla, well, I which I called Alcamilla. Actually, the sign of Alcamilla, which I designed myself, I took inspiration from the front cover of this cookbook. It's all different coloured um, uh, letters because I love this book so much. But um, I opened it, uh, I think that was in 2017 and I worked there for three years and then my uh, business partner decided he wanted to sell it sadly so I had to leave which was really really devastating um, and it took me a wee while to find my feet again and then I, I managed to do that and open uh, Gloriosa which was only open for four months before the pandemic hit. So, oh really I didn't realise it was that new. Yeah. That's tough. So it is tough, but actually it's pretty, I mean, it's so hard, but it's also okay. Um, and I've managed to kind of really spend a year thinking about it. And now mm. I think when it's going to open, it's going to be so much better than it could have ever been without having this time. Did you, did you guys ever get comfortable in that four months or was it still, you know, really finding your feet right as you had opened? Um, it was like, it was totally finding our feet. It was so hard. Uh, I found it really, really difficult, and I think because I, because I'd I'd work I'd opened Al Camilla and it was such a success, and I and I did that, and I didn't have a rec reputation, so it was really quite easy. There was no expectation of me, and then I I opened Gloriosa, and I was like crippled by like this fear and this expectation of the food that I was going to cook in this restaurant was going to be really great. And it made it really bad. It was really, really hard. I got a really awful review, um, like one, what, two months after we'd opened that just like totally knocked my confidence and made me think that it was really crap. And I think the food probably was not good because I was like really desperately trying to do something that wasn't the same as Alcamilla. So having then we had to shut and then we kind of got to open in the summer for a wee bit and find our feet a wee bit more and kind of get I got more into the swing of it and found, and got a wee bit more confident but hopefully now I have a real vision of what I think it can be and what I want it to be and I can do that but it's it's been really hard to not just do what I did in Alcamilla because that was my first that was my vision and then I couldn't just replicate that I had to kind of change it and that was really really hard process so uh, what I mean how was like what, what did you cook at Alcamilla then what are you cooking now at Gloriosa um yeah I think the food is different at Alcamilla um it was small plates of food and it was biodynamic or natural wine um, then it was a big bar and it was really casual and now at Gloriosa the food is um, a lot less precious and more robust uh, mm. 
which is what I like to eat now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just like I just yeah, it's just big flavors, and hopefully, um, I don't need to feel so precious about it. I get so um, worried sometimes, and I think if I can just remove my worry, I'll be able to make nicer food. Mm. I mean, they both look like amazing restaurants. I've never been, but I wanted to go to Alcamilla for quite a long time. Uh, do you have other recipes from the book or any of the other ones that are kind of go you get you turn to? Um, the grouse on bruschetta, I think, mm. is just amazing. It's so delicious. I mean, it just makes me want to do that with everything, like quails and like I just want to eat like everything like that. Um, and. They have a really amazing anchovy and asparagus dish at the beginning. What's that one? Um, it's anchovies. I can't. It's an amazing sauce made from anchovy, olive oil, lemon, and then it's blanched asparagus, and then it's got loads of parmesan parmesan cheese on top. I mean, mm. it's so good. Also, the I don't know if you've ever seen the um the channel for a series that they did so i have seen one episode which is jamie's first i don't actually know if it's the same thing but there's like christmas at the river cafe um it's jamie's first like tv appearance and it's amazing it's like 25 years ago and they have not changed and jamie oliver have you seen it before have i seen that i've seen it yeah it's great and jamie's yeah. there like quickly firing a dish up like yeah like kind yeah. of in the shit and sort of running around yeah. Um, I haven't seen the whole series. Oh, you should watch it. It's amazing. It's so funny. I mean, it's just so funny. It's so cool. It's so good. They're so. Um, I wonder it, if it's still it, on Channel Four. Oh, it is on Channel Four. It's still on. It's still on Four OD. It's, it's like how the fuck Italian do I not know kitchen. about this? It's great, and they're so awkward, and they're te and it's funny. I guess because the recipes are so simple, and they're cooking. Um, probably from their books or the books that they had at the time. It's like these really simple recipes that they're kind of instructing you to make in this very sterile white kitchen. It's just, it's great. Um, you should watch it. It's really cool. Yeah, because I, I love the YouTube channel. Uh, it's so, like, it just feels so weird watching those videos because they're quite yeah, old. I, they're like seven years old. I watched one actually before I, we did, before I came to, to speak to you today and it was just like what is this it was like lemon tagliatelle and it's just like lemon juice um creme fraiche a bit of zest tagliatelle done that's it it's like it's so fun i'm like really is that what it is so, like, that's yeah what you so do. i made that pasta that was the first one i ever saw and i went home and i made that pasta and this was probably like five years ago four or five years ago to my parents and um they were like, oh, it's a bit weird. That's not hot. Can we heat it yeah. up in the oven? And then they were like, heat it up in the microwave. Uh, I think I used Greek yogurt because I didn't want to use, I didn't like creme fraiche back then. So it like kind of split when I heated up in the microwave and it went a bit grainy. Um, but it's obviously like, you know, now I'd, I'd eat that any day. It's delicious. Especially like it's getting hotter. It's funny when she, when she made it, I was like, surely that pasta is going to be like completely ice cold. That's what I thought. Yeah. But I guess it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I've binged The Italian Kitchen on Channel 4 since recording, and Rosie's right, it's amazing. Also, obviously, all the River Cafe cookbooks are essentials. 
Gloriosa's doors are open again, so you must go. If you're listening on Spotify, follow. If on Apple, subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the show. And follow me on Instagram at a Cook's Library. Thanks again. Keep cooking and keep eating. <laughs>